0: From theheart.org radio, in collaboration with Mayo Clinic, you are listening to Mayo Clinic Talks with Dr. Bernard Gersh. This is Bernard Gersh from the Mayo Clinic, and with me is uh, Dr. J.O., who is co director of the Imaging Center at the Mayo Clinic. And uh, this is really pericarditis round two. Uh, our previous discussion dealt with the management of acute pericarditis. And, Jay, right. this time we're going to talk about the big dilemma. It's, these, these cases are always very difficult, and that is mm. constriction versus restriction. Right. And I wonder if you can just take us through, step by step, the diagnostic evaluation mm-hmm. of the patient with constriction versus restriction. Sure. Beginning uh, with the physical examination, is there anything there that would alert you one way or another. <laughs> I think it's, uh, uh, actually the history uh, is important
1: because the, uh, now uh, with the, um, you know, cardiac surgery uh, being the most frequent cause of constriction um, and uh, radiation. Uh, yes, of course. And then previous uh, uh, pericarditis
0: and collagen vascular disease.
1: So I think those are uh, background yeah, information. Yeah, so a history of cardiac r- surgery,
0: therapy, radiation okay. therapy, connective tissue disease, mm. a history of uh, recurrent pericarditis Carditis. in the past, mm-hmm. um, obviously in other parts of the world, uh, tuberculosis. Tuberculosis, right. So, and, yeah. And then I, I, I think that the uh,
1: um, the most difficulty we had uh, with the restriction constriction is that clinically they are quite similar. Yes. You know? uh, so I think that clinical examination, even with the restrictive cardiomyopathy, they do have similar jugular venous Uh,
0: pressure changes
1: and they've got third heart sums and things like
0: that. Jerry, one one point uh, that was made when uh, I worked in South Africa where we Mm -hmm. saw a great deal of tuberculous pericarditis Mm -hmm. was the statement that for reasons that are unclear, the signs of right heart failure Mm -hmm. in constrictive pericarditis dominate. I mean, these patients presented with ascites and peripheral edema, Mm -hmm. even though there's equilibration of pressures. But... Mm -hmm. Is that the same with restrictive cardiomyopathy, that you have a predominance of right heart failure findings on examination? I, I think it's a little
1: little less, uh, because I think the restrictive cardiomyopathy, I think it's predominantly uh, left, and then progress to the right. Okay. So I think you have more predominance right. of the left. But the, uh, the other side of that is, is uh, even patients with a constriction, they may present with the predominant, the left side uh, problems like uh, recurrent pearl effusion. So that makes uh, things very complicated. Mm-hmm. Electrocardiogram, low voltage? Yeah, I don't think it's... Uh, I mean, maybe statistically significant, but clinically it
0: not helpful at all. So, next step.
1: Next step, I think that, uh, uh, you know, the most of these patients uh, come to echocardiography laboratory. They will. So what about, uh,
0: I suppose, the chest X-ray, we yeah, should say, I'll, because I'll you I'll may sure, see sure, evidence of sure. constriction on a lateral?
1: The lateral uh, chest X-ray, I, f- I think if you see... Pericardial calcification. I think that'll be pretty uh, good sign that the uh, patient do have uh, constrictive pericarditis. But so it happens only 10 to 20 percent of uh, patients. Uh, so it. Uh, so and also we have seen patients, also that uh, had a pericardial calcification, on chest X-ray and CT, and turned out to be restrictive cardiomyopathy too. So you have to somehow demonstrate hemodynamic problems not just uh, so you know, all roads
0: conditions. lead to the echocardiographic echocardiography
1: Lebolica. or hemodynamics I, I mean, we all right, can let's be go with echo first <laughs> well echo. I think that we owe a lot to the uh, uh, work of uh, Liv Hadley uh, and Chris Appleton uh, in 1985-89 to 89. I think that uh, we need to demonstrate the uh, two features of constriction that are very unique uh, to that uh, not present in patients with restricted cardiomyopathy uh, those are that uh, we see the interventricular dependence uh,
0: because of the constrained uh,
1: pericardial layers
0: that the... Uh, so fight. basically what you're saying is the echo equivalent of the pulsus paradoxus type. Pulsus type, Increase right. in RV volume,
1: reduction in LV volume. That, that exactly right. And also the uh, changes in the uh, uh, intrathoracic pressure with uh, inspiration-expiration it's not really fully transmitted to the heart, uh, which is not the case uh, in patients with a restriction. So those things can be documented by the so, so echocardiography. Explain, and explain that the second
0: to us, uh, the respiratory changes Those changes. And the difference it, between constriction and sure. restriction.
1: Well, you know, normally when you breathe, uh, we do have uh, some reduction in intrathoracic pressures, so about 2-3 millimeter mercury, and that pressure changes Fully transmitted to the heart with a normal. So we breathe
0: normally. We get an increase in RV volume, Mm -hmm. and a slight reduction in LV volume. I mean, it pulses paradoxus is actually an exaggeration Mm -hmm. of the normal. Right, but that's normally what happens. Right, right? Right. what happens with constriction? Constriction is constriction. Respiration is that the uh,
1: uh, the uh, while the intra pressure falls, intracardic pressure does not fall as much, so that the result of that ventricular filling to the left decreases remarkably with inspiration, which is not the case with uh, restrictive cardiomyopathy. So with a smaller filling to the left with inspiration, that allows more filling to the right with inspiration. And what about the flow in the vena cava? Uh, The flow in the vena cava uh, uh, is actually... uh, the vena cava uh, uh, changes in the uh, superior vena cava is a different from the uh, uh, intravena cava because of the transabdominal pressures. Uh, so that the, uh, uh, there is a significant flow reversal back into the hepatic vein with expiration in patients with a constricted pericolitis. But in patients with uh, restrictive myocardial disease, all the flow reversal in the hepatic vein and IVC is with inspiration because with inspiration, You'd have uh, increased flow to the right side chambers, and the RV muscle problems cannot handle all the increased filling, so, so, that, so that flow
0: back with inspiration. So with r- with restriction, flow back into the IVC hepatic vein and hepatic veins with with, respi- with inspiration. inspiration. And with
1: uh, constriction, uh, constriction? constriction uh, the flow will be back to the hepatic vein with expiration during diastole. Okay, because so that can be uh, detected very readily by echocardiographic exam. Jay, um, when then do you go to a
0: hemodynamic study?
1: Well, uh, I think that uh, um, there's two two things, uh, two two conditions uh, situations were. The first, I think, that about ten or fifteen percent of the times, even with echocardiography, CT MRI and combination of uh, restrictive cardiomyopathy, and we are not quite sure about diagnosis. So when we're not certain uh, with, the, with the constriction restriction by non-invasive hemodynamics, we do proceed with the, with the uh,
0: cardiac And, and with the hemodynamic study, mm-hmm. y- uh, this requires a transeptal? Do you need a direct left atrial pressure, or, or, uh, no, or wedge we pressure OK? Wedge w- 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 pressure is OK, and we do
1: the, uh, 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 the ar- right side of the heart and the wedge pressures. And then, you know, it's interesting because uh, uh, that most of us uh, focus on the equalization of diastolic pressures. And that was actually uh, uh, reported first in 1946, but that was based on one case. Did you know that, Bernie? No. One case presentation mm-hmm. in 1946.
0: Equalization, equalization meaning constriction. Constriction as, constriction. as opposed to restriction. Right.
1: But at th- that time, the equalization of pressure present in restriction was not described. So somehow this equalization of pressure became the sort of the typical signs of constrictive pericarditis but we have seen many patients with the restriction that uh, do have the same type
0: of and, equalization and conversely i've seen pa- patients with particularly post cardiac surgery where you mm-hmm. may get localized constriction, constriction. And, and pressure equilibration is not present
1: right so i think that's why the i think uh, dr nishimura did a fantastic job uh, uh, you know the, the figuring out the uh, hemodynamic, invasive hemodynamic criteria for constriction. Which that are? Which are that the uh, same thing that the uh, interventricular dependence, we see the right. changes in feeling, right. uh, right. uh, the less filling to left with insp- inspiration, uh, the uh, difference between wedge and right. the LV pressures. Also, more importantly, if uh, uh, they do the simultaneous LV and RVC static pressure tracing, in restrictive, restricted cardiomyopathies, with inspiration, both LV and RV pressures decrease right. concurrently. But with the expiration, go, they'll go up. But in patients with the constriction... In, in uh, patients with the constriction...
0: RV will go up. RB, and RB and RB LV will th- go
1: down. Uh, you know, discordant uh, yeah. changes. So yeah. I think those are the changes we
0: have to look for, not just for equalization of pressures. So. so the one area, and I... Oh. Want to actually come back to the point of mm-hmm. a diagnostic sure. quote pericardiectomy. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, MRI and CT scanning can help if mm-hmm. they do show uh, pericardial thickening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how it helps, but the patients that we see, that are, I think the biggest biggest problem, and that is prior radiation therapy. Right. I mean, these these patients have constriction; mm-hmm. uh, they have restriction. Right. Uh, they often have valvular disease, and, and, and ultimately, you really are not going to know whether a pericardiectomy will work until you've done the pericardiectomy. That's true. And you see the heart expand. Mm-hmm. So, how often have you actually called the surgeon and said, uh, I think we have re- constriction, we cannot be sure. Um, if we miss constriction, we've missed something curative. Mm-hmm. And almost had a, quote, laparotomy, so to speak. Mm. I mean, I have had uh, the surgeons do this. Right. I, I think that, I mean, you know, in patients with the radiation, you cannot ever exclude
1: the possibility of uh, myocardial disease. So uh, we, we so expect most of times that in patients with the radiation that they will have some myocardial disease. But I think uh, about 5%, 10% of times that the, uh, 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 even after exhaustive, evaluation by hemodynamic cath and echocardiography and CT and MRI, still, you're not quite sure that uh, you may have to rely on our surgical colleagues to tell us. Uh, and, uh, um, uh, but I also like to point out one uh, important uh, area that we just uh, uh, reported, that's the uh, subset of patients that we can treat constriction medically. Because constriction uh, used to be or continues to be a surgical problem because it's a uh, thickened pericardium and, and we have to remove. But subset of patients with the early stages of constriction, effusive constriction, effusive constricted mostly with I- most inflammation of, of a pericardium for constrictive pericarditis, we may be able to identify them by increased uh, inflammatory biomarkers like acedrin, CRP, and also the uh, inflammation of the pericardium by cardiac MR so, so it's it's,
0: it's interesting mm-hmm. they talk about this in South Africa Oh, I see. okay uh, all the time good uh, they see it because of the tuberculosis mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. effusive constrictive pericarditis and uh, um, same thing some of these patients can get better with medical therapy and
1: also the patients with uh, post-op yeah, uh, some of them they they develop uh, post op uh, constrictive pericarditis. We have recurrent pericarditis. So the the mm-hmm. clues to that
0: are markers of inflammation, biomarkers, and then also evidence of what gadolinium, gadolinium enhancement. Enhancement very error. very
1: thick, high intensity uh, inflammation by the uh, by gadolinium. So Jay,
0: to to summarize, mm-hmm. to make the diagnosis of constriction versus restriction mm-hmm. requires um, obviously a good history. Right. Um, a very detailed echocardiographic examination, Uh, echocardiographic slash hemodynamic with inspiratory changes, Mm -hmm. often recourse to cath Mm -hmm. for, again, detailed hemodynamic studies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, MRI, CT can help, but it's really the proof of the pudding is in the Respiratory changes in the hemodynamics right I mean
1: if somebody uh, has a very typical uh, clinical signs and symptoms of constriction, you do CTMR, thick pericardium, I think that 's pretty good, but the, the problem is that many times clinically constriction is not suspected, and they just come to the Echo lab for evaluation of cardiac functions well, and other things that's
0: we well I think it 's also yeah, the yeah. changing natural history of disease in that um, Infectious etiologies are not very common not very in the United common. States. Right, so. right, right, right. And thank you again, sir, for your wisdom <laughs> in the field <laughs> yeah. of pericardiology. Yeah, this is a, a you know fun, fun, uh, fun
1: uh, area, and I think that the people or patients get really uh, a lot of benefit by getting this uh, diagnosed, uh, correctly diagnosed. So, thanks, Jay. Thank you, thank you, Bernie
0: You've been listening to Mayo Clinic Talks with Dr. Bernard Gersh. Visit theheart.org to find out more.